Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com slash BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast, the best fitness business podcast on the planet. Joined as always by Randy Angston. What's up, buddy? Hey, guy. Yeah. I like that intro. I'm changing the intro. It's official. Now. It's official. Hey, I, you know what? I haven't heard that we're the worst. I haven't heard anybody not say we're the best. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> couple quick announcements, everybody. December 3rd and 4th, your final chance to get the CLA for the low, low price of the 2020 pricing uh, is going up next year. We're doing this workshop, and then I'm taking the rest of December off, so you'll never see me again <laughs> until 2021. Find him in the woods. See ya. So yeah, jump on that. What's the URL? Winninggym.com slash workshop. Okay, cool. So this episode is, it's about LBOs, right? Low barrier offers. This has been around since I've been in the gym business. Mm -hmm. You've you've had some version of a LBO out there. Um, Call it a challenge, call it a short-term program. It's a low barrier to try your gym. Essentially, it's a trial to your gym. Paid trial, sure. It's a paid trial. Uh, I want to talk about the pros and cons because there seems to be some confusion as to like we marketing, right? We we put a poll in our business talk with professionals, fitness professionals group. And by the way, if you haven't joined that group, go jump in that group. It's on Facebook. It's uh it's business talk with fitness professionals. We'd like for you to own a gym. Um, that's all gym owners in there. So jump in, a couple quick questions to enter that group. But we asked that we had a poll in there. If you had to fix one thing in your business today, what would that thing be? You know, marketing, sales, uh, business model, staffing, all those things came up and it was a little bit of a model, but mostly marketing and then staffing. Uh, We already had a show on staffing. So now we're talking marketing. That's an ever, that's always going to be the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really client acquisition. That's if we're going to put a broad stroke to this, it's like, I need more clients. How do I do it? Right. And, you know, essentially they're saying it's marketing, but Let's talk about one aspect of marketing and, and it, call it a play, call it a tactic, call it a, like what's the, what's the next thing. A lot of it comes down to the LBO world. And as much as I like to say that they're not, they're going to disappear, I don't think LBOs are ever going to disappear. No, I think it, it fits the marketplace and that's really what it's all about. Personal training is personal. You know, this is an industry where I don't know if we did it to ourselves or if the the marketplace kind of dictated the need, but we live in a society where when you go to get a gym membership, usually the training side, you usually get to try the services at a lower rate, sometimes for free, before you commit to something. Yeah. Probably did it to ourselves. We probably did it to ourselves, trying to get that sale. But Well, probably because it it's, it's hard. I mean, to get somebody, uh, somebody that's never heard of you from their couch into giving you you know, potentially five, six, seven thousand dollars by signing on the line. It's not like you snap your fingers and it happens. Well, and the understanding of what it is like to experience it is different. Somebody said years ago, when trying to explain something that was complicated, they used the term something that we all do all the time. They said it's like a haircut. You have to experience it in order to understand. 
True. Like you could explain what it's like getting a haircut, but it's just, I mean, it's just a hair. Like, yet yeah. once you experience it, it's really cl- cut and dry and no pun intended on what it, like what it's like, you know? That's it. But like, if you were to articulate it, it's just a strange experience. And, yeah. and so once you, and again, it's not just the haircut. It's a lot of experiences in life. When you experience something, you have an entirely different outlook than when somebody explains it or describes it to you. Correct. And I think that's where a lot of our, the buying power comes from or the ability to sell, I guess, is once they've experienced it, now that the dollar amount and the value is perceived. Yeah. I mean, I'll throw this out there. I wish we lived in a, in a society where we could open our doors, throw a website up, and people who were motivated internally to get in great shape because of themselves would walk in and sign up with no marketing needed. I wish that was the you know the thing. Sure. We'd all own gyms. You know, well, right. I mean, it's, well, it's, uh, think of what kind of business is that? I think a bar. Things that are, yeah, typically necessities, right? Like where it's it's a non-negotiable, like. Grocery store, gas, you show up. Commodities, You're there, but also maybe like a bar, which is like cigarettes, addictions, and things like that. People are just going to be self and, you know, they're going to go do it. But fitness, it's, it's different. And I wish, because like I said, Having somebody get up on their own, self-motivated, drive over and sign up on the line, they're motivated. They're actually going to be a really good client because they did it on their own. They could, you know, potentially be. I wonder if that's a, like a, I wonder which, if it's a chicken or egg kind of thing. Is it the fact that is the industry smaller than, let's say, you know, our competition, the bar industry is the the cigarette, the fun side of, uh, you know, the body, I guess, or what you could do to your body? Is it because it's difficult to get the result here and those are immediate gratification? Oh, Why yeah. that? That's one of them. Sure. You would say that, especially when it comes around New Year's resolutions, the number one resolution is get in better shape, feel better. Everybody wants to snap their fingers and they're in love with the idea of being in shape and fit in six-pack abs. They're in that, that vision. They want that. You can't just buy that. You got to earn it. And that's the biggest difference between us and, say, you know, like a surgery, like a boob job, right? You go yeah. in and get a boob job and there you are. Walk out with a boob job. That's it. Instant. Nails. You go in and get your nails done. For, for, for women, they go in, they, their nails are done and they it's done. They don't have to do anything for that. A massage, mm-hmm. dentist, right? Whatever. So anyways, going back to the LBO, right? So, you know, we got to talk about the pros and cons. And let's talk about, we've, we've run, in fact, at ProFit, we were, you know, we came on the scene running LBOs for gyms. And like I said in the beginning, I don't think they're going anywhere because it, they check all the boxes as to why they work. Yeah. So let's talk about why they work. In fact, we called these, we, and we coined our own term, bracketed programs, because within the brackets, it fits, it has everything you need. So it has a start date, it has an end date, has a price point. It shows you everything that's included. Uh, people can visually look at that and say, for this price, for this long, I'm going to get this. I'll buy that. Yeah. And it checks the boxes and they can physically in their head, I guess it's mentally, think about themselves doing that. So it hits all the check boxes. And typically it's at a price point where they don't have to think too hard about it. Yeah. So it hits that check box too. Yeah, it's like we always coined it to like the candy bar at the checkout, right? Yeah, it's an it impromptu. Here it is. It's in front of you. Take it. Hey guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi Private Pro. 
Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So I tasked Zach, our fitness director, and I said, dude, we got to find a software that would enhance our clients' training experience and increase our coaches' levels of engagement. See, we're all about client experience here. After countless demos, we realized there was literally nothing designed for our training model. So we set on a mission and I said, look, we got to create an app that is designed specifically for semi-private training. And I can tell you guys this firsthand, this is taking our training to new heights and I'm confident it can do the same thing for you. See, with Semi-Private Pro, you can streamline your training system, enhance client engagement and scale like never before without spending hours on programming. To learn more about how you can get started with Semi-Private Pro, head on over to special link here, semiprivatepro.com slash BTG, that's built to grow. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. Right. So if it checks all those boxes, why wouldn't you do it? Well, there, there's some reasons why you wouldn't. And, and here's a really good reason. And this, this should hit home with a lot of people. If all you do for your marketing is run LBO, challenge, program after program after program that are short term and you're just hoping to... Fill up that program and convert them into members. Fill up that program, convert them into members. What happens in between? Your market is waiting for the next challenge, program, offer, LBO to join that one. They're not coming in and joining your regular Yeah, stuff. the only other people that are walking through the door are the ones that you're looking for. And that's, you can't, it's not scalable. You can't predict that. You know, the person who just shows up at the door and walks in and wants a gym membership, there's no way to go out and just make that happen whenever you wish. So that's the only business you're going to get yes. during those valleys. And so if you're this gym where you have this like, you know, surge drop, surge drop, surge drop, you're forced, you're, you're literally conditioned your market to wait till the next LBO. And is that the position you want to be in? And here's another thing. Why, you know, because we, we know from running them all the time, it's not something that you want people jumping in and out of every quarter or every, you know, five, six weeks when you're running a new one or whatever it may be, right? The same participants aren't taking place in all of these challenges. It's a feeder system into memberships. So if that's not clearly understood from minute one, like, you know, a trial at a gym being an LBO versus a challenge that's kind of seasonal, exciting, things like that. If I'm the consumer, I might just think that, oh, maybe I just want to jump into January's. Well, then summer's coming. Maybe I want to jump into the beach body or the summer body one, or maybe I want to jump into the fallback to, you know what I mean? It, you're creating a, um, almost like a seasonal fitness, you know, need for this person yeah. as opposed to, Hey, this is an everyday lifestyle change, mm -hmm. which is what we really sell that you're not, your, your marketplace is going to see that too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we had a lot of our clients that's, that would watch people not want to convert into memberships, but then the, sure as hell, you know, the next time they run to go or next time they run a LBO, they're the first person to opt in and buy. So that's an obvious con, right? So this is what we're trying to say is like, they're great, but they also hurt you at the same time. I mean, there's, there's ways to say you can only do one of these ever sure. or one of these a year or whatever it is. And then guess what happens? They're not going to join your gym and they're not going to join the next one. And then they join somewhere else. And at the end of the day, the goal is not to just make a $97, you know, charge for a client for right. 21 days. It's to have an EFT client for years. Yeah. And we were talking about 
you know, cart value or uh, lifetime value of a client, what it means to your business. Yeah. If you're not converting these clients into members, that's not a really a winning thing. Right. You know, <laughs> that's plan. the whole point. I mean, that's the point of what we, why we're in business is to, to sell memberships. So you got the obvious pros, you got the obvious cons. The question is, what do you do? Well, you could, could you mix it up and just space them further, far, far enough apart to where your marketplace doesn't get conditioned to waiting? I, I think you can. Mm -hmm. I, I, obviously, you can. Um, maybe you do just once a year. Maybe you do it once every, twice a year. Maybe once in the first half and once in the second half. Decide. And, you know, Lindsay Vestola, who mm -hmm. was on our um, summit, she has something that she coined her signature program. So she teaches this and you know, Lindsay's great. She, it was a true feeder into her, in her thing, but yeah, I, I would imagine even in her situation, people were waiting for the next one because they were so big and hyped up. I forget the name of hers, but it was really good name. And, um, you know, I'm sure they got people into those and then they waited and they didn't join they joined the next one and then joined. The, it's just, it's just part of human nature. But how do you get that like organic the, the real the question here in marketing is how to get that organic flow of people coming in, like the person I said, getting up off the couch, Googling your information, they're motivated and you know showing up. Well, there's a lot of steps to that. In fact, we've, we've been really hitting a lot of home runs. We just closed the deal before this podcast, Zach did, and I've got a starting point after this podcast coming in, both organic. Both Googled us, both went to the website, and, you know, and then boom, they came in. So SEO, okay, let's talk about SEO. Yep. Search engine optimization for specific keywords that your marketplace is searching for. You can show up organically in the search results. Ideally, you want to be on page one. And within page one in the top, you know, five, there's 10 placements on each page of Google and you want to be in the top 10, but even, even then you want to be in the top, top five. five. Sure. It's amazing. The drop off, you know, I don't know the numbers, but let's just say 50% drop off to page two and 80% drop off. Oh to yeah. Page three. It was huge. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to be up there. So there's companies that do SEO. Again, you've got to trust the source. We use uh, a company, um, Startup Active. You can drop our name with them if you're interested. Uh, I know a lot of our clients use oh, them yeah. for SEO. There's paid traffic. There's, um, you know, AdWords. There's, well, it's actually, yeah, it's AdWords. And you got, uh, you can drive uh, YouTube traffic. You can drive paid traffic from Facebook to your website. Um, there's a lot of ways to get people to your website that's not, an LBO driven offer, but just to your website. So that brings up the next obvious thing is like, is your website, is it up to date, up to up date, to optimized? <laughs> the, the word I was, I was looking for is optimized. optimized. Sure. Uh, there's a great book out there called Story Brand. Um, read it, listen to the audio book. It's so like, like logical. It's like, what, this guy wrote a book and this is like, <laughs> and he's, it's blown up. Like yeah. there's teaching courses and you're a story brand expert. Yeah. And, a lot of, a lot of gurus. Yeah. Yeah. Be, beware of the, the guru that goes to a story brand workshop and now is trying to sell you their services. But, uh, it's so simple. You guys can read it. And it's obvious. It's such an obvious thing that most of us are just missing the boat. We over, <laughs> we overthink, we overthink, the what a website's supposed to do. Hey, Tim Lance here, and I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone out there surviving the day-to-day -day chaos of the fitness business. 
you know, you're showing up every day and you got people counting on you. I know it's not easy, but you're doing it. So keep on going. But listen, if you feel like it's getting to be too much and you wanted to get some support so you can get out of the struggle and get into real growth, then I highly recommend that you check out our eight-week profit business accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Go check it out, sign up, and let's get you on track for some easy wins and get back to growth mode. All right, once again, the link is winninggym.com slash grow. And now back to the show. Well, I think I think right there is a good point. I think when you think about your website, you automatically want to have everything available for the person. It's the uh, the Cheesecake Factory menu, right? Well, then there's so many different things for this person to do. There is no clear-cut direction on what they should do. Yep. And Story Brand right. takes it from that to like a logical, kind of like a front-to-back path. And uh, it guides the the buyer through a pro, a, a story essentially and to the well. It's like as simple as your headline. For for example, a painter, right? We paint houses. That mm-hmm. needs to be the headline. <laughs> really, like that's that's how obvious it is. But anyways, if you're gonna drive traffic, and you would essentially think that if people are on your website, they came organically in most cases. Uh, if you have Google Analytics, you can see paid versus organic. You can see your keywords. Uh, and you got to think about the intent of the person that searched and showed up to your website. Their intent is a much higher person. So Absolutely. I mean, so do, are websites important? Absolutely. And I can't stand, you know, you only need funnels or you just need your Facebook page or social media. Like websites are so powerful that, I mean, I, I can easily put a number of over a million dollars generated from our website. Oh, over for the sure. Years. Over, well over a million dollars. Like from people came in, come in from our website, signed up and give us, it, they're that powerful. So get, get on your website, go find a good website designer that specializes in the fitness space. Talk to Andy over at Startup Active. Guys, and, and understand, I've, I open up every one of your websites when I get your information. The, take that to the bank because if your website looks like a, you know, it was made in 1992 using MS Paint. You need to update it. Another big piece of advice there is, we, and we've talked about this in the past, your website should look like your clients. It shouldn't look like the perfect beach body that, that you don't have any clients that look like. It shouldn't be you with your shirt off. It should be a representative of the people that you serve because that's who you're trying to attract. Yes. It's important. Important to note. Yeah, well... There was, again, back to the LBO game where the people were selling these funnels that were designed around these like- Shirts off guy? Shirts off guy, you know, bikini models and gyms that were sold into this. And like, I can't understand why this isn't working. Well, look, you always put the consumer's lens on when you're looking at your own marketing. That would be the first thing. Like, what do they need to hear? What do they need to see? What are their- you know, emotions and reservations and fears mm-hmm. and, you know, and like, what do they need and build around that instead of what you think is cool. Good. That's great advice. Yeah. Just let's do that. That'll always help you. Always look at from the, the client's point of view. So uh, anyways, back to LBOs. Should you run them? I think, yes, you can. We haven't run one in over 18 months, yeah, two years. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I think, I didn't want to, I think we saw that what was happening and, you know, we had the people that would always sign up and it was like, come on, dude, like just. Oh, and not only that, we used your gym as our testing grounds for every one of our clients. So every funnel that we ran, every single time that we had something to do, we did it here first. Oh, right, right. So we probably, we 
we probably burned through the marketplace a little bit harder than uh, most people would have. Yeah. Oh, we ran hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had a test to see if it would work before we sold it to our clients. Go, go figure. Actually, Wait, what? Use, using your data, own, using your own money to test something versus your client's budget and trying to test. If your marketing guru doesn't own a business, a gym, maybe that they're running their own campaigns from to see if they work. Again, just think, guys. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's not. Am I bitter? Mm, no, I just don't like seeing people get screwed, taken advantage of, and then when they come to us, we can't convince them otherwise. They think we're like some all these other guys. It's just it's frustrating a lot of times. But uh, so maybe I'm a little salty. No, it hurts. It hurts not even having the opportunity to serve someone because somebody else did them wrong. Salty. That's what it comes down to. Salty. Well. All we can do is keep serving and then uh, doing the right thing over here. That's something what, <laughs> That's what we're trying. All right. So figure out your LBOs. I just want to touch on marketing and LBOs and I just, I can't, I can't. Before we go though, because you were getting there, LBOs are a form of marketing. Mm -hmm. It's not marketing. Mar marketing is a, a spectrum. You know, it's equal, like you talked about the website, you talked about you know, all of these different avenues. Polls on a wire. Po the polio. And this is exactly what we talk about constantly. Why we preach that. You want some of the people walking, you know, the intentional people looking for a fitness program. You need to drop marketing in the places those people are looking. Google, YouTube, utilize those things. Facebook, cool. Maybe it, it, it makes sense to, uh, on the occasion, run a, a low barrier offer and put it in front of people who didn't necessarily know that they were looking for it, but the deal and the bracketed program that you put in front of them is bite-sized, tan you know, tangible, and they check, it checks the boxes. There you go. And, you know, now those people are coming into your gym. Community events. Hell, we can see gyms going back to direct mail. And it's Referrals. working. Referrals. Like, these are all forms of marketing. So understand, digital marketing is just one small piece of the puzzle, guys. Don't put all of your eggs in the LBO basket. Don't put them all in just the digital marketing basket. Get out there, drop a couple polls in a couple different places because you will be drawing traffic in from different areas and it's crucial to do so. So that's what we wanted to get on when it came to like the, you know, the, the topics that Tim pulled on. Yeah. Marketing being that need within marketing, you know, I hope you guys are, are seeing that it's more than just what the next hook play yes, is. That's, that's, that's where I was channel. going. Yeah. That's where I was going. I, I hate that gym owners are conditioned to always look for the next play. I think we've been spoiled that, you know, the some plays worked really, really well four years ago and you're continuing to, to fight that. You're always chasing, you're always chasing that. Like what's the next big thing? And, you know, I understand there were some big time campaigns. We ran them, you ran them. It's like that those days are kind of gone. Well, even just to talk to the, the specifics on why it will never be the same on that platform. Oh, well, the, 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 the cost per- Just the yeah. cost alone, guys. And this is something that unless you've done this and do it consistently, you might not even understand. You can have the same desire from the marketplace. Like, you know, back then, the marketplace just didn't, well, some of it probably changed. There's some of it that's definitely desensitized or exposed, overexposed. So they're not as prevalent as they have been in the past, just from a, an exhaustion type of, you know, situation. But even just to play the game, just to position the ad, we're talking, last we saw probably a year and a half ago, two years ago, it was 20 times the cost to show an ad to your marketplace than it was 
five years ago, four years ago when we started this. Mm -hmm. 20 times when we started this, it was a $400 you know, dollar ad spend, $2,000 just to show the same level of, is that's, that even that's five more times. than that? That's five times. Five times. Times. If you did eight, it would be for 400, 3,200 3, bucks. bucks. Just, yep. just for the same impressions. So now when we ended doing this, it was damn close to two, $3,000 for those those ads and what and what he's really saying is facebook runs on a auction for impression and inventory was available back then yep. so they would sell it supply and demand and the more demand the higher the cost, cost was called per? cpm which is cost per 1000 impressions and so give you an example you know you go back in 2015 in your ads account and you look at the ads that you were running then and you had like this six five six seven dollar cpm that now is like 40 30 40 50. yeah it was like 30 cent leads yeah yeah it's just different and and there's a lot of reasons for that one of them is facebook is a public company and they need to make revenue and they can just continue to turn the dial and make it more and more expensive so you have to spend more to get the same impressions all things the same, meaning your exactly. funnel converts at the same percentage, your purchasing, your cost per acquisition, conversion percentages are we're all the same. Get the click in the door is five, six, seven times higher. And that's the difference. And that could take you from profit to loss. Big time. And that's just because the platform changed. And it's not your fault. It's just the way it is. So understand that. And then also understand you can still make a lot of money if you run the right campaigns and if you if your sales are great and if you're selling at higher price points and your cart value increases, you can still make a return on investment. Yeah, absolutely winning campaigns. It just, we likely won't see 30, 40, 50, 80, 150 participants for a 21 day challenge a couple times a year. All paid Those, up front. All paid in yeah, cash in hand. Those days are probably not coming back anytime soon. So. There you have it, guys. Uh, keep chugging along. If you guys need help, jump in a call. We do have our CLA workshop coming up. Those are systems and automations for your gym, uh, December 3rd and 4th. But until next time, guys, keep changing lives. We'll see you on the next show. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Built to Grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you have any questions that you'd like us to answer raw and uncut on the podcast? All you got to do is three simple things. Number one, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Number two, in that review, go ahead and leave us a question on anything you want us to answer. And number three, if you'd like us to give you a shout out, just go ahead and leave your handle right there in the review and we'll make sure to do that on the next episode. That's all. All you got to do then is then listen to hear your questions answered live, raw, and uncut. Join us next time on the Built to Grow podcast. Keep building something great. Bye.